everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Am I right? You said it, lady. Thanks, man. You got it, man. <laughs> you know, we picked a great opening song for the show. Well, that's a great song. That sounds good. Cool. It you feels know what? good. I didn't like the movie. I, I really like the song. Boy, I've never heard you say as frequently that you dislike the movie as much as you have said that about The Greatest Showman. Just in the last few years, anytime it comes up, you are sure to get your in. I didn't know what the big deal about that was. Sure. You, but Donna, it's worth you, as you, you've said this on the show many times, but you're not a musical person. Frankly, you're not a theater person. You're not made for the theater. You're a liability in most theater situations. <laughs> I've sat next to you before, and the uh, when we were up in like the director's suite with a bunch of my talk listeners, we did. I don't know if it was bids for kids, something like that. So people got to bid, and they got to come and see a show with us. And the tawdry things that were coming out of your mouth in that back row <laughs> were, I thought we could get we could get excuse from this premises. It's not that bad. Listen, I sat through cats. I can sit through anything. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Did you use, or were you whispering to people, like when you saw cats, were you locked and loaded, or were you doing little side mouth things to people? I like, don't look remember. At that dress. This was like in the 80s. You saw it on Broadway? I did. Wow, that's pretty cool. It was a cool. gift. I can't remember who gifted it, but the whole family went. Oh, really? It's crazy. I've never seen cats. I it was like the longest running show on Broadway at the time. Yeah. I have never seen the movie version of it. I know nothing about cats. Oh, What's really? the song? Feelings? Is that a song from no, Cats? Uh, Midnight. Memories. Mi- but it's called Isn't it called Midnight? No, it's called Memories. The song? It is? Yeah. I think you're thinking of Taylor Swift All there, don't alone in the moon. Yeah. I mean, the singing is incredible, I I will say. Yeah, uh, Memory. Um Nope, nope. Sorry, yeah, Memories. It was a song featured in every music box from the San Francisco Music Box Company from 1983 to 1997. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> what about the song Feelings? That's different. Nothing more than There's fe- also a song from Barbara Streisand called um, Memory. The Way We Were is what it's called, but it's, you know, starts off with memories. No, I think it's there is a 1981 Barbara Streisand song called Memory. Singular. Really? Really. Really. wonder if that's the one you're thinking of. No, it's called The Way We Were. Well, The Way We Were is uh, from the movie of the same name. That's right. Yeah, and that one's quite a little tear. I love that song. I love it. Memories light the corners of my mind. Misty watercolor memories (laughs) of the way we were. Scattered pictures (laughs) of the smile of the theater. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you kind of do. A little dramatic. All right, Uh, so she doesn't like the greatest showman. That's the whole point. And welcome to the show, everybody. Oh yeah, welcome. By the way, going back to that thing, uh, Disney Disney surprise announced Moana too. Here's what I appreciated about what Holly was telling us during the dirt alert. It's very difficult, if not just rare anyway, for a company to keep a secret and to 
try to hold it back, especially when you do what we do. And we're clicking around from all the entertainment websites every morning. I don't know if, if you guys have ever found, like, talk to normal people who don't do what we do for a living. They're not know. digging yeah. deep on the Hollywood Reporter every no. day. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. Uh, so they don't care about, like, the business of it all. That being said, um, I, like, Moana 2 comes out in November. So that comes out in, what are we talking about, nine months? It just feels like a little bit of uh, the, the fact that they've kept it secret till now because animation had to start long before now. Right, right. You know, it wasn't like Years Pixar got ago. the or Disney right. got the notification. The Rock has kept it under wraps. Now, no official casting has been announced. People are presuming that The Rock is going to be back as Maui. Um, I believe it's uh, oh, the, the young actress. I believe her last name is Carvalho, I believe. And uh, Never we seen think it. she'll be coming back as Maui or as um, uh, Moana. But this has no tie and is a separate project from the Moana live action movie that they're also going to be making. What is this movie about? It's about a girl, Moana, who lives on an island and longs to get out and see other parts of the world. And she wants to go into the ocean and explore. But this village is like, we don't go out there. We stay here. It's one of those sort of... Stories mm. and it's overcoming that and saying, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to explore the world. Cute. Come hell or high water, oh, she's an independent she, woman. She gets on a raft, she goes out there, but then she encounters the rock. If you smell, and that's the that's how they introduce him in the movie, Donna. That's that intro place. They do not. All right, that's not true, but he's great in it. <laughs> it. There's some really great songs in it. Lin Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame wrote all of the music for Moana. He will not be back to do Moana 2. Okay. No word on if he's doing Moana the live action. Do I need to put this on the list? You know, Donna, listen, I am at the point with you where I think we both sort of have given up on each other in terms of trying to get the other person to take an interest in the things that the other person is interested in the things the other person can be interested in. Excuse us for a second. Holly, Yes. where where do you fall on the Disney spectrum? Mm, I'm not up to date on a lot of Disney movies. Okay. I enjoy them when I watch them. Okay. However, I do live with a person who is not interested at all, so Mm. my watching of Disney movies is a complete solo experience at this point Mm. in my life. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm in such a different phase because for me, a Disney kids, movie yeah. is usually all six of us, lights dimmed, candy and popcorn out. It's a thing. Um, so so maybe, you know, I, I, I bake nostalgia and, and kid memories in with all of these. But here's what I'll tell you. I What I've been impressed by with this new run of Disney movies since I've been a parent, so like the last 14 years, is the writing. I find the writing to be smart and even at times a self-aware sort of comedy. Whereas if you watch The Little Mermaid and The Lion King, there there wasn't as good of comedic writing back then. Just, you know, we've we how we write is different now right, than it was right. back in the well, 70s we, and 80s, 90s. What we appreciate is different. Like, everything's different. We're more open about things that we weren't before. right. So, okay. I might yeah, have so then to the script, dabble. yeah, can go in some different places and spaces. But I just find it to be, I, I find myself really appreciating the writing. My son is watching Zootopia right now, my four year old. He's watching that. Oh, never we have seen like it. a movie of the week where he 
gets involved in a movie. It was Ninja Turtles a few weeks ago. It's Zootopia last week. The week before that, oh, goodness, was it uh, Toy Stories? You know, we go in these cycles. Cute. Zootopia has a, if you don't watch any other part of it, Donna, go watch the DMV scene. Okay. Oh, I bet that's funny. It's great <laughs> because all of the workers are sloths. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stinking that's funny how so they wrote funny. it. It's so funny. That's great. Oh, it's good. Oh, anyway, um, so there you go. Disney, big news yesterday. Uh, also, I'm going to let you know at 11 o'clock the big investment that they just made in gaming, whether you're a gamer, your grandkids are, your kids are, this is going to impact quite a few people. So that'll come up at 11 o'clock. Uh, when we come back, why don't we wake our brains up a little? Right. We're going to do Throwback Thursday at 1130, college pop culture knowledge at 1030. We're going to walk through some of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time at 930. But we'll wake our brains up with, uh, it's kind of like, a, it's the things that make you go, huh, kind of, sort of. But I think you're actually going to like this one, Donna. Okay. Give me a shot. We'll do that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys, it's Donna for Energy Savers Fireplaces. You know, you can create your own, let's call it a private retreat of warmth and comfort and relaxation with a clean, burning, energy-efficient low-pie fireplace insert or a stove. You could design the uh, fire of your dreams online by using Lopi's Design My Fire tool. Your Lopi fireplace leaders, by the way, are my pals, Laura and Anna, and their whole team at Energy Savers Fireplaces. They are the highest rated five-star review fireplace store in the area. They are full service. Um, no project is too small. No project is too big. So definitely get a hold of them. They also offer free in-home estimates. So if you are dreaming of a fireplace, what you need to do is go to energysaversfireplaces.com or stop by their showroom, your complete fireplace store. Family owned and operated since 1976, located off Highway 36 in Oakdale. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 107.1 where talk is fun. Am I right? You said it, sister. Thanks, Steve. Shout out to Blink-182. I, I mean. see you making faces <laughs> over there, Donna. You miss hear me. You. Yeah, I you hear to, you. Yes. Very, very enunciated lyrics. It's a, There's an affectation that they add. If I do hear you, it's a <laughs> something. There's something there. Wow. Well, anyway. Um, um, 
you want to let's let's quick squeeze in the Ryan Gosling story? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's we are going to get that. to it okay. at the top. Um, but if, if anybody hoping that he's going to be appearing at the Oscars as Ken singing "I'm Just Ken," maybe not. Oh, that's a bummer. Why? No, they usually do all the Oscar songs. Mm. Oscar nominated? Is it nominated? If it's not nominated, it is nominated. Yeah, they yeah. Say, he uh, should be singing it. It might be too much of a risk, what some insiders are saying. What risk? Of Although what? he said he's open to it. What do you mean a risk? The Academy Awards needs risks. They need to feel just a little less buttoned up. I don't know. Are they thinking maybe it just would look a little non-Oscar? Yeah. You know. No, come on. They've had like cartoon type movie. Songs. He was on the Mickey Mouse Club for Pete's sake. Yeah, come on. Everyone loves Disney. That's right. right? It's a, the Oscars is on a Disney-owned property, ABC. He says, I still haven't been asked. He said that to Variety in a new interview. Might be too much of a risk to have me do it. I don't know how that would work, but I'm open to it. So he remains in an open position. But, you know, one of the Academy Awards a month from now, pretty much. First uh, week of March, I think. Yeah. First week? I yeah, think it's like March 9th, 10th, 10th, 10th. I I will tell you if 11th. there are other performances from all the other nominated songs and he's not invited, that ain't right. You ain't lying there, lady. Thank you. Now, Donna, could you make this an official huh, I, segment I for me? I don't think I can. <coughs> okay, great. Um, But Holly can. That's fine. No, it's fine. It doesn't. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. She didn't even look up. She she, that was a no-look hit right there. I mean, and I can't even see her eyes under the bill of her hat, and so it just really lives like a Patrick Mahomes pass. You're like, whoa, how'd, how'd that happen? Yeah. That was good, huh? I just found this list of things that I thought, this is kind of curious. We're a curious show. Common phrases, common things that you know of, know about, but you don't really know why they, they are from. that way. Okay. Like, do you know how the judicial bail system works, Donna, you juror? Um, there was someone online who said they thought it was a fee that you pay to avoid jail. No, I didn't think it was that. No, but, you, uh, you're you stuck in jail unless you can come up with bail, right? And then what happens to that bail money? Um, this is what I did not know. Uh, doesn't it go to a... Nonprofit of your choosing? <laughs> I think it goes to a, a ba- bail bondsman. It actually is basically collateral. And you get the bail money back if you show up for your trial. Oh. Interesting, huh? Moving on. I want to know so much more. Let's That's get Mike Bryant get. on the phone again. We, he was oh. on the phone yesterday. Why we didn't we think of it? Like nine minutes with yeah, him. He's too busy seeking him. justice for the injury. That's right. Brad John Brad! <laughs> Hundreds of years ago, goodbye was born out of a shortened form of God be with you. Okay. I didn't know that. I got another one for a coming and going phrase. Hundreds of years ago, Ahoy! Howdy. Okay. Howdy came out of, how do ye? Like, (laughs) it's Uh, how are you? It's sort of like an abbreviated... I want to see you say that to our bosses walking down the hall. How do ye? How do ye? Yeah, go up on the third floor, Steve. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I'll do it on the second floor. 
I feel better about second floor if I see freaking Shibes B and Seaman, any of those people, <laughs> in a minute. Holly, yesterday, Steve and I were in the um, cafeteria. He made me sit there while he ate. Um, even though I got nothing. Okay. okay, I invited her to lunch so we could hang out. But, anyway, um, one of our very important bosses was coming by. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we both picked up our phones and started acting like we were doing business. I was like, oh, sure, I'll have that report to you by end of business. And I was like, I do agree that radio continues to be on the rise despite the evolution <laughs> of technology. Oh, you're here? Oh, hi, Ginny. Sorry, we're committed to the cause. Yeah. I think she bought it. Yeah, I do too, for sure. No, but then you ratted me out, you wiener. I did? Yes. You said, you know, right before he came out, right before you came over, Ginny, Steve had just said, <laughs> what's up about people are thinking you're the, I was the jock. Oh, yes, because well, Steve goes, because I said, I wow, I, said. I feel like I'm in high school down in this cafeteria. And yes. he goes, yeah, everyone's wondering, why is the jock sitting with the nerd? <laughs> hey, I was joking. And then Ginny, after I told her that, said, um, I don't see that either in, way. Either, in either, <laughs> either case. That's right. That's the way to put you in your place. That's right. Donna, <laughs> you ratted me out, man. That was good. Well, um, don't say mean things. Did you know that pipe cleaners aren't just for childhood crafts? They're for pipes. They're actually for cleaning tobacco pipes originally. But talk about a product, and I'm looking at you, Ozempic, a product that first was designed for something, cleaning tobacco pipes, and now is in kindergarten rooms everywhere. Crazy, right? Ozempic, bro. I mean, I'd like to drop a quick 7 to 10 pounds. Can we get targeted Ozempic? Just like on, can we pick a spot of our body and just get the, oh, 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 Zimpic. What's their saying? What's their slogan? What's their song? Not that. That's the O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> uh, oh, wouldn't it be oh, nice if you could just oh, rub it? Oh, oh, Zimpic. That's body it, right? Parts. <laughs> <laughs> body parts. That's good. That's good. That's oh, good. Man. Also, the Mad and Mad Men stood for Madison Avenue. Okay. Not angry men. That makes sense. We'll look back on some of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time next. Hey, guys, it is Donna for Blaze Credit Union. Blaze is the result of a merge between Spire Credit Union and Highway Credit Union. They merged on January 1st of this year, so now they're calling themselves Blaze. They've got loans for you to borrow for any purpose, like uh, new or used vehicles. They can finance a vehicle for you, or you can finance through uh, Blaze. Um, They get that loan done pretty darn fast, and they also have extended warranty plans with much better um, coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. Also, they offer, um, Blaze has Visa credit cards, no annual fee. That is nice. And they've got a large network of free ATMs and nationwide access to your money with shared branching. They've got 26 branches right now. Two more are coming uh, later on this year. I am a member. You can be a member as well. Just go to blazecu.com. Blaze is insured by NCUA and an equal housing opportunity lender. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Woo! Getting excited for the big game. Yeah, I said big game. What are you going to do about it? You can say big game. Okay, thank you.
I can say whatever I want. It's America. That's one of the beautiful things. Aw. Boy, it'd not be fun to live under a dictatorship. You ever think much about that? Uh, actually, uh, I do. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, you know, you read some history and you're like, boy. And you read even even some modern history about some parts of the world where you yeah. can't say what you want. Right. You know, you just, the government's controlling a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the whole thing. Why am I doing this? I don't know. You tend to be a bit of a downer. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. Be an American. Yeah. Is there nothing more American than the Super Bowl? There you go. I there is it. it. I mean, people are going to be, <laughs> they're going to be gathered around. What a tradition. Gathered around. Some people care about the game. Some people don't. But the one unshakable thing is it's going to be on just about every television in America, it seems. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fun. I'd like to be in a home one day where people aren't watching the game. Like, what are they? And not to be ironic, just genuinely, they don't have an interest. What are they watching? Are they sitting and reading? Maybe they're at the movies. I bet you. Oh. I bet you that's a great time to go to the movie theater. Or to go shopping. Yeah. Yes. If you're into that. If you're into shopping, yeah. You know, if you're into actually going to a store. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a shopping mall. Listen to us. We're figuring oh it all God. out. We have the one of the biggest. Let's do it. I came across a list of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Entertainment Weekly says these are the these are the best. These are like the top twenty. We're not going to go through all twenty, but I'll just rattle well, off. A and few. we should spoiler alert this because no, no, no. People no. don't want to be. No, no, no. They no, don't no. want. But no, this Donna, already happened. Donna. These are these are the twenty best of all time. Yeah, I see. From like I see. Okay. Years ago. Sorry. I'm sorry. Would it I'm help sorry. if I spoke slower? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are these are. We're looking back. Like for instance, do you remember this one? Do you remember the Hey Kid? Catch commercial. Yes. It was a Coca-Cola commercial. Yes, with Big Joe Green. Mean Joe Green from the Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers. Right. Yeah, that came out in 1980. They they said that's the number one Super Bowl commercial of all time. It's the most memorable for me. More than the Budweiser Frogs? A hundred percent. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Bud. I, of course, I was wondering where some of those... Landed. Now, some of these are just sort of iconic commercials. I didn't think of that as a Super Bowl commercial. The Mean Joe Green, I knew of that ad. Okay. I didn't know that it was a Super Bowl commercial. I also don't think I knew that uh, Apple Macintosh, their 1984 ad, which came out in 1984, where the woman like throws the hammer and shatters the screen. I didn't know that that was a Super Bowl commercial I originally. I don't remember that one. Know of it as an iconic commercial. So, I don't... What? Uh, at the time, Apple was an eight-year-old company. They were uh, sort of like an underground underdog fighting against all of, you know, IBM and the big computer behemoths who had made it there before them. And so they brought in alien director Ridley Scott and George Orwell um, in spirit because his novel 1984 inspired the whole thing. Okay. And then there's like, as this on-screen big brother preaches about information purification directives to a crowd of people. Uh, there's a lady wearing shorts and a tank top, and she runs in, pursued by the thought police, and then hurls a hammer at the screen. She destroys the screen. Hmm. And as it explodes, these words scroll. 
on January 24th, Apple will introduce Macintosh. How about that? Does Macintosh still... There's a little part. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. You know, it's funny. I have that book on my bedside table. Light oh, reading. Nice. Never read it. Don't even know what it's about. Is it about Big Brother, that yeah. whole thing? It's a good yeah. one. Uh, okay, I'll not, read that. Not pre-bedtime reading. Okay. Necessarily. Okay. It's not a big book. No. It's no. A little book. I have the physical book somewhere in this house okay. because I started reading it too when I was like, I need to read more of the classics. Okay. I'm going to read that one. As soon as I finish Britney's book. Um, Steve. What? Is... Is the Mac computer, the, is it still called that? The Macintosh. Can you ask it again? Okay. In a different way? So, when people say, I have a Mac. Yes. That's a Macintosh, right? Yes. Okay. And we still call it that because it's a type of Apple. Correct. This is fun. Yes, and so okay. someone has an Apple computer. If they say, "I'm gonna, I need, I need to go grab my MacBook." Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Huh. Yeah, and Macintosh. Yeah. Is a type of Apple. Uh, yes. That you can, exactly. you can, you can eat it. You can get it at Target today. Yes. Okay. It's going to be a lot less expensive than a Macintosh computer. <laughs> now, are Macs very expensive? They are pretty expensive. Are they like a thousand bucks? Sure. But they are not prohibitively more expensive than other non-Mac models. You okay. can find more expensive computers than Macintosh computers. And there are some people who are Windows people. They are IBM people. They just, they're Microsoft through and through. So you can find them very expensive. But yeah, it, they ain't cheap. Like okay. anything Apple makes, right? Not really cheap. Right. Um, number three was Hair Jordan on the best uh, Super Bowl commercial of all time. That was a Bugs Bunny, Michael Jordan thing. I want to say an unpopular thing about Michael Jordan really quick. We don't have to listen to this commercial. We will listen to the Budweiser Frogs here in a moment. But about Michael Jordan, I, I've i been watching a little bit of his stuff recently. I watched this whole movie called Michael Jordan's Playground. I watched this ad, the Hair Jordan ad earlier today. I remember the Nothing But Net commercials with Larry Bird. It was a McDonald's series of ads in the 90s. I'm going to say this, and this is going to burn a bridge between me and Mike. Okay. Boy, he's boring, huh? Ha! As a... He's cute, though. He's super I, cute. I understand that. But when you watch him in these things, like Space Jam or a Haynes commercial, <laughs> he does not have charisma. But I heard someone say his game was charismatic. His how he played basketball was charismatic, had a lot of personality. But if you ever hear him if you ever watch him do an ad as a spokesperson, I mean he just doesn't have he's not an interesting watch. Mm, that's too bad. Anyway. Thank got you. Got that for off my chest. It. I feel okay. a lot better having said that now. Uh number four on the list of the uh, twenty best Super Bowl commercials of all time. The year was nineteen ninety five. And none of us knew where this was going until the frogs settled it for us. Here is that old Budweiser commercial. Bud. Bud. Fries. Bud. Bud. Fries. 
I mean, that was the commercial of that Super Bowl season. It felt like that. What would Bud? How could Budweiser do what they did with the frogs? Because it legitimately, in a, that's a thirty-second commercial with one word said, broken into three syllables, and legitimately, sure, you may have sniffed it out before it fully came together, but you would have had to have been savvy in that moment because it hadn't revealed the logo. All you, we know it now. Back then, we were just hearing frogs make kind of froggy noises. And then it turned into Budweiser, Donna. That was a plot twist. <laughs> Come on, Donna. You got to appreciate that I mean, one. I, I would love to have been in the room when people were like, all right, hear me out. I love that. I <laughs> hear love me that. out. I know. I thought of this when I was high, <laughs> but it could work. And then it did. That's what's crazy. And then you have that. Then we go to number uh, number five on the list was the Bud Ice Penguin. Doobie, doobie, doo. Remember the call is coming from inside the house? That I was do a little... not remember this. I remember it kind of scared me as a kid. We're going to go back past that, though, to get to um, number six on the list for us, Donna, has always Wedded. been a very... Wedded. Do you know what year this came out, Donna? Uh, 1993. It came out in 2000. Here's how it sounded. Hello? Hey, who? What's up? Nothing, B. Just watching the game, having a bud. What's up with you? Nothing. Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. What's up? <laughs> Yo, who's that? Yo! You pick up the phone! Hello? What's that? What's up? <laughs> Yo! Where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie! Yo. What's that? <laughs> Hold on. Hello? I mean, you want to talk about, by the way, they're all jumping onto the same phone inside of the house. Shout out to landlines. You know when you could be like, oh, I'm talking to Uncle Craig. Pick up the phone. And then somebody else would go pick it up. And that was our old school speakerphone. Pick up the extension. And the extension. It was... Here's another one. These dudes walked in, or dudettes, whoever came in with this idea and said, hear me out, and this is all about beer. And how did we end up associating it with beer? Really quickly at the beginning, they just say, just sitting around, having a bud, and then they go into what's up, and then it lasts for much longer than people wanted it to. Right. Then it spawned other commercials, as I recall, and then they brought back the commercial just a few years ago after we brought it back on this show, Donna. That's Right. Um, let me see. Uh, another one. That's the last one we'll get to, but I'll just rattle off a couple more. An understated one. Terry Tate, the office linebacker. This was a commercial that came out in 2003. It was this guy in a full football uniform, and there would be people in cubicle world. And then Terry Tate, somebody like, oh, he didn't empty the printer or reload paper in the printer. And then Terry Tate, the office linebacker, would come and spear tackle these people (laughs) in their offices. It was a great commercial, which, again, spawned a whole series of commercials. You know, it couldn't hurt to bring some of these back. Like, why do we have to have new stuff? Let's people love what's old is new, right? Yeah. 
They should sprinkle those in. That would be amazing. The Betty White Snickers commercial was, was on great. the list. Uh, E-Trade did Talking Babies back in 2008, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. um, of course, some uh, Clydesdale and dog commercials made their way into from Budweiser. How Budweiser, puppy, I thought, the, Monkey Baby. But I don't think Puppy Monkey Baby made it. Of course, it's my favorite commercial of all time. But <laughs> Michael Bublé versus Bubbly. Bublé versus the Bubbly Water. Oh, that was yeah, a good commercial. That was good. 2019, that came out. That was a good one. Um, so, anyway, I think Budweiser is the king of Super Bowl commercials. Yes, they indeed. all They seem like they have the highest success rate. But hopefully there's going to be some this weekend that we have not already seen a teaser for, that they haven't already outright released the commercial online. I'd like to be surprised by some. So, here's sure. hoping. So, if you're watching the game for the commercials, like many of us do to some extent anyway, uh, we'll see what comes in store. And if any, could make their way onto that list. When all we come right. back... We will get into see things and say things. So Donna found this guy um, online, this guy who has <laughs> tried to pick the Super Bowl 16 times in a row, one small problem. He's been wrong 16 times in a row, which is a statistical anomaly. So who did he pick this year? Mm. We'll find out. That when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Donna, it's Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. You know, if you see something, you, you know, like they say at the airport, make sure you say something. That's what we're going to do. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Eat. 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 Oh, yeet. Yeet. Yeah. We like a strained yeet. <laughs> That's how we adults can take it over. Well, we get up from the couch right? and start saying it. <laughs> what does it mean? I don't even know what that means. Like if you yeet something, I think it's like you could like throw something. Like you just like yeet it. Like it's like you get it out of here. It's like a big. Like I could. I'm. I'm about to. I don't think you're right. He yeeted this football. It's a, no. It's like an explosive energy kind of thing. Mm. Hang on. Okay. Steve is going to Google his way through this explanation. Yeet is a slang word that functions broadly with the meaning to throw, but is especially used to emphasize forcefulness and a lack of concern for the thing being thrown. You don't yeet something if you're worried that it might break. Okay. Would you like to... Apologize? Sure, actually, that would be great. Uh, No, thank you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Just figured I'd give you the opportunity. All right, thanks. Okay, so there is a guy on Reddit. Uh, he calls himself I'm This Guy. And he claims that he has picked the wrong team to win the Super Bowl the last 16 years. So you might want to choose the other team. This year, his pick is the Chiefs. Which means the Niners are going to win. If he goes for 17 straight losses he says don't overthink this the better team is going to win the chiefs are an absolute um machine in the playoffs when he was watching i've bet against them twice in the super bowl in the past and uh to quote the who he says i won't get fooled again 
Nice. Thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there we go. Got the. It, it took a second there. <laughs> you got it, though. All right. All right. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are slight favorites. And if this guy's record is any indication, they <laughs> will be enjoying themselves on Sunday night. Thank you. I want to give you the odds of what this man has done. If if he says he's incorrectly guessed the Super Bowl 16 times in a row, let's call it a coin flip. Technically, it's not, right? There are strengths and weaknesses of the team. But, hey, in many ways it is. There are two teams. Only one will win. So it's like a coin flip. If he gets this right or wrong again, it would be like getting heads or tails correct 17 times in a row. And right. your chances of doing that are point. Zero 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 seven six percent, which means truly a statistical anomaly. Yeah, he said anomaly twice in the last ten minutes. That is crazy. Me saying anomaly is sort of an anomaly, right? A little bit. Yeah. Donna. Sure. Donna, define anomaly. Uh, And then I will tell you how close I would call it an oddity. Okay. Um, Anomaly is like an oddity. Yes, I'll I'll totally take that. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. For instance, there are a number of anomalies in the present system. Oh, that was a stupid example. Yeah, real stupid. Is being called an anomaly a compliment to something that people ask? I would say, yeah. It's like being called weird. I accept that as a compliment. I better, because I have been called that innumerable amounts of times that people have said this quote to me. You're the weirdest person I've ever met. Truly. Especially when I was in college. Yeah, you're definitely up there. Still? Yeah. I'm a mellow older man, Donna. (laughs) I'm 40. I, I would say people don't realize just how weird you are unless you really get to know this guy. Now, I think that would probably instill fear in listeners because I think a lot of people listen and think he seems like none of the screws are fully tightened up right. there. Right, right. You think I'm even weirder if you get to know me. Yes, behind behind the scenes, way weirder. <laughs> All right, fine. Thank you. Boy, I'm really thirsty right now. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I'm just trying to be more vulnerable. Authentic connection that. with our listeners, you know what I mean? I sure do. Um, now we will get to Madden, the, the football game Madden. Did they uh, sort of run the game? They can do this right where they, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Predict. Yeah, but they they have the two teams play, but nobody plays it. So the computer just plays the game. It's not like you have one gamer versus another gamer. They put the two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, and then they just play it out. Well, they have been wrong for the past three years. So let's see what they got here. Um, they say the Chiefs will beat the 49ers 30 to 28, and the MVP will be Patrick Mahomes. How about that? You know, I saw Patrick Mahomes at Super Bowl opening night, it used to be called Media Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, someone said to him, Can you do your best Kermit the Frog impression. No, that's mean. And then he just said, I'm talking right now, aren't I? <laughs> okay, so he's in on the joke. That's I think good. he gets it. He is. He's heard it before. Yeah. 
And, it, you know, his voice, a little bit of an anomaly. You know what <laughs> I mean? three. There you go. All right. That's awesome. Uh, do you like him? You know, I'm a little over him. This is what happens in sports. There's a team that is getting good. People start to cheer for them because they hadn't been good before. But then once a team is good for a long enough period of time, the tune starts to change mm. because now they're no longer the underdog. They're the favorite. And so I think that I think there are more people that are cheering for the Niners this year, but I could be wrong because of the Taylor Swift effect. Lord knows she's going to have all sorts of Swifties who are certainly cheering for the Chiefs. But right. I just felt a little... Just a little... Like, move like, aside. Let somebody else have a stab at it. He's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. Like, really, if this trajectory continues, he he will push Tom Brady for who is the most decorated, best quarterback wow, in really? NFL history. But, I mean, this is his fifth Super Bowl, and he's like 26 or 27. I know. He's such a young guy. Yeah. So... That is... Crazy how his trajectory seems to be pretty dang good, and he throws the ball strange sometimes. Like he just does things that people haven't really seen before, which is always exciting. But I'm I'm ready for him to not. Okay, he also seems to be a good leader for someone so young. You know, like he's got that confidence about him. Am I wrong? No, he's certainly very confident. Um, yeah, he's he's very confident. Which actually, you know, a little bit. I don't know, like when I watch quarterback the series, you just hear people in their game mode, and I get it, so I don't want to criticize it too much, but sometimes you could watch that and think, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes' biggest fan. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. and sometimes, whereas like, for instance, say what you will about Kirk Cousins, Vikings fans, you would not have watched that and said, oh, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins' biggest fan. Right. A little he's, more. He's a little more yeah, humble. So I don't know, but, but again, I get it. You're competing. You know, you're trying to... Bring the best out in you on the biggest stage. So, right. But I hope the Niners win. I don't. Holly, good night and good luck for the, for the rest <laughs> of your... Hey, friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting ExploreMinnesota.com.